Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I am so thrilled to be able to share space with a divine soul sister, Dawn Karima. I really am excited. I will informally introduce her to you now. Dawn, Dr. Dawn Karima is a Native American Music Award winner, a Global Music Award winner and an Indigenous Artist Activist Award winner who hosts a conversation with Dawn Karima on Talk Talk talktainmentradio.com. I got it eventually, Dawn. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm always happy to see you smile. Thanks, sweetheart. You know, um, the last time I had you on uh, A1R Psychic Radio, um, I just didn't feel like I had enough time with you. And it just feels really nice to be able to relax and enjoy sharing space with you properly uh, what i feel is is going to give us more time and expansion to really talk about what's dear to our hearts um because i know we have so much in common and we share a really similar intention for the planet and so it's a joy really to have you and and the space to have to share that with you oh well i love being here i love being anywhere where love is the focus yeah it, it's great. And um, just so everybody knows, this beautiful woman has an absolute honey voice, like ridiculously. <laughs> it's, 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 a little bit, it's a little bit rough around the edges today because it's got a little bit of the laryngitis touch, but you should absolutely tune into her show and it's inspiring and beautiful and engaging and she brings the best out of her guests without a doubt because she's a woman of true divine love connection with people. Um, there's nothing fake or false about Dawn. She's extraordinarily coming from that heart space um, and you do feel it through her words and her music and, and really everything that she does. So I, I do invite you to, um, to tune into Dawn because listening to her, you'll just want to listen to her all night long because she's, <laughs> she's got such a gorgeous voice. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much. You know, I really believe that I have an assignment. We all have an assignment right? The creator knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for each of us and their plans for peace and not for evil to give us a future and a hope. And my assignment is this, love the creator and love others. Sometimes that takes powwows. Sometimes that takes preaching. Sometimes that takes TV. Sometimes that takes radio. Sometimes that takes writing books. Sometimes that takes making movies. Sometimes that takes prayer. Sometimes it takes fasting. Sometimes it takes singing. Sometimes it takes dancing. But it's all the same assignment. Love creator and love others. And that's really what I do. See, I told you. She just did it to you, everybody. <laughs> Even with the touch of the Larrys, you've still got it going on, girlfriend. You just <laughs> you're rocking the love. You're rocking it. I I love it. I, I understand where you're coming from. I totally understand it. Um, for me, it's like part of our enlightenment journey to to find out how to love a hundred percent of the time. And uh, you know that that I think people do get tripped up at, around how to do that because perhaps they've you know. Had, a, had an issue with loving that part of themselves, you know, or transforming it or what have you. And, um, and, 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 it, and it challenges us, I think. That's, I think part of our, all our assignments is to, to learn how to, to really step into an expansive and all-encompassing love. It's, it's, I think, don't you think it's like one of the, I mean, you do it with ease, but one of the biggest challenges that we all face. My granddaddy used to say that uh, love has arms and legs. It can talk, but it can walk. And so love is a verb. And I think in our culture today, we trivialize love. 
we have little greeting cards that say, I love you so much. And people say things like, I love this sweater and I love that t-shirt and girlfriend, I just love your hair. And we forget that love is a powerful spiritual force. Why? Because love never fails. If I came up to you right now and said, congratulations, I'm going to get you a superpower. And you'd say, wow, wonderful. I cannot wait to have a superpower. What is it going to be? And I said, it's going to be love. A lot of people would be like, what? Love? Love? Hey, what happened to super speed or super strength or invisibility? But love never fails. If you apply love, and I mean that with action, I mean that with force, I mean that with true soul-stirring power to any situation, you will not fail. Even when it looks like you are failing, you will not be failing. Why? Because love never fails. And here's the secret. Love is the creator's first language. When you start walking in love, creator's right there, boom. We are in sync. We are doing the right thing. When you start talking in love and applying love to people's lives and situations, guess what? You're speaking the language of the spirit right then and there. And people like, oh, I'm going to buy lots of books and I'm going to make this hard. And I'm going to think about how mysterious this is. And this is going to be so challenging. And I just do not know what to do to be a spiritual love. Oh, no, no, no. What I meant was something real spiritual, like, you know, real, like I got to go up to a mountain and really think about it. love. Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, I really, I'm going to get everybody together and we're all going to vibrate on the same. Love. Well, I really, I need something powerful now. I need something. I got a lot of problems, a lot of enemies and the world is crazy and it's turned upside down. Love. What? Love. Love. And the other night I had a dream. And one of the wonderful things about being multiracial is we get to celebrate New Year's more than once. And so we celebrate our green corn uh, ceremony in the harvest time. That's our new year. And then we celebrate, we also celebrate Chinese New Year, and we celebrate with our uh, Plains Native American brothers and sisters at Sundance in the summer. But we also celebrate the European and American calendar year that starts on January 1st every year. And so I like to pause and fast and pray and really seek the Creator. What are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> what do I need to know? Let's get some inside information here. And so I did that. And I had a dream. And in this dream, I was being strapped into an amusement park ride. And I thought, I don't really want to go on this ride. I don't think I'm going to like this ride. I think this ride looks kind of scary. And the man said, well, you can't get off. You're in it now. You got to ride. I thought, well, all right. And the next thing I knew, I was going down a flume. And it was really fast. And then it got kind of exciting, and I actually liked it, and I was having fun. And then the ride was over, and they unstrapped me from the ride, and I said, I like that. I was kind of fun. I had a good time. And when I got off the ride, there was this beautiful case, and it was filled with macarons and cupcakes and pastilles and beautiful things. And it was all lit up. Glitter, which is my favorite color. <laughs> I, I love all this and I said hmm and they said oh no these are your rewards for taking that ride mm. so I prayed about it and I prayed for the interpretation I said what is really going on here and what the creator showed me was that ride was those parts of our lives that maybe we didn't sign on for that they were they were not quite what we were expecting the adventurous part the the risky i can't see the future type part mm -hmm. but at the end there are all these spectacular blessings and wonderful things yeah but here's what unlocks those blessings for us love <laughs> gotcha i know everyone's all interested in my ride my my rewards and my blessings but really all it comes back down to is what love creator and love others and that's what makes the ride a success that's what unlocks the blessings along the way that's what makes all of the adventures and the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs work together into a beautiful future that's love 
And if, if people find it challenging to love, just say they spend a bit of time feeling very disconnected from their heart space. I, and, and people do say this to me. It's like, I just feel so numb or I just feel so disconnected or I just feel like I've got a big wall up inside of me and I just don't know how to, I just can't feel it, you know. My advice to them is be willing to love because maybe they think that loving and they associate loving with having a broken heart or being hurt by someone or what have you. But the reality is, is that usually when that happens, what, what has really happened is that the part of us that wanted love didn't feel loved. So the answer isn't closing off our heart space. The answer is diving into our heart space and loving that part of ourselves that really needs the love. And then, of course, all the walls come down because it's safe to feel love because we're actually, it's, it's an intimacy between ourselves. Then we can extend out to others and we become that vessel of, or channel for all of that yummy, goody stuff inside of us to just shower out into the world. I love what you're saying because what you're helping someone to see, one of our friends who's enjoying this conversation with us, is that love is not a feeling, it's a force. And so I think we actually distill love down to feelings and it has nothing to do with our feelings. Love is a verb. I don't always feel like walking, but I sure am grateful I can. So I think sometimes we have to take that, the feelings will come as we walk in love. We have to trust the creator enough to add that. He would not have asked us to do something that we couldn't do. He wouldn't have asked us to do something that would hurt us to do it. And so all we have to do then is be willing to love, whatever that looks like. Because sometimes true love is willing to be disliked. Absolutely, 100%. Right? So love isn't always squishy. I mean, I'm so glad that at the end of my journey and my dream, I got cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you get correction too. Sometimes love will correct you. Yeah. Sometimes you think, um, you think of it like this. Um, if you came to the reservation where I live in the Great Smoky Mountains, okay. there are actually trails. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> Just going, yeah. <laughs> Come on. No. <laughs> there are trails that are marked and they're for your safety and protection. If you walk yeah. on those trails, you'll see some cool stuff and you'll look over there and you'll, it'll be great. But every year somebody walks off the trail. Somebody says, you know what? <laughs> I know more than all these native Americans who've been living here for a thousand years. And I know more than all these people who plan out the trail. So I won't get eaten by a bear. I'm gonna go off here in the woods and they're lost and they're struggling and they don't know what to do but you know what people mobilize to come and get them sometimes that's the way love works sometimes that's the way creator works if you're just you know off the path you're just you're just out there doing a bunch of dumb stuff kind of crazy whatever creator loves you so much that even if you're messing up he will come and save you. He'll send people alongside you to help you. Let's get you back on track. Let's get, he'll send words of wisdom and knowledge and revelation. He'll help you. Now, why am I saying that? Because sometimes we think that love will only be cupcakes. And sometimes it is correction. You're kind of off that trail. And rather than let you go off and get eaten by a wild boar or something crazy, I will show you the path to walk on. And maybe I love that. Yeah, I do too. And, and maybe it's because one needed to learn, be distracted. And, yes. And maybe, maybe be a little bit arrogant just to think I can do this all on my own to then learn that we're all in this together. And you know what? Even if you think you can do everything on your own, sometimes you need to receive. You, you actually need to be that person that says, I'm not perfect, I can't do all this on my own, and it's okay to ask for help and receive help. Yes, and sometimes we forget that humility comes before honor. And the greatest way of showing humility is to ask. Agreed. I could do this myself, but I'm gonna ask you to help me. 
I could think about all this by myself at my house, or I could have an enlightened conversation with you and send twice the energy and exponential vibrations into the universe. And I think that is so precious and special. I really do. I think there's a, a great thing. I, I think a lot of times creators just waiting for us to ask, you know, just I agree. Just waiting. I agree hundred percent on that because for me, um, one of the things that I bump up against with most people that feel like they're blocked from receiving mm -hmm. the fact that they, they're so caught up in having to work out how to get what they want, that they haven't actually stopped to ask for um, their, their connection with creator. You know, what is it that you want me to do specifically, like specifically, like specific steps? And hey, I don't care. It doesn't have to be a whole uh, to-do list, but just give me the next thing. And usually if that message does not come through in that instant, Within about 24 hours, you're going to get a really strong message, whether it's through someone, you know, news that you receive, a, a big blinding sign somewhere that's going to stick out like you know what, and you're going to go, oh, that's the next thing I've got to do. And, hey, I've, I, I, I have, you know, had those repeated messages. It's like you ask and then you get a repeated message for the whole day. And you're like, come on. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. You can't miss that. So, um, yes, asking, I think, is being in that space of humility is so important so that then you can honour your path. Then you can walk a path of honour because you're not willfully going along the path going, I know best and I'm gonna, I am gonna, can do so much and I can achieve this and I know, I know, do, 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 because we do get caught up with that. You know, I mean, even, even me, even myself, I'll get an idea, I'll get that one step. And then I'll go on the tangent of this is how it looks. But that's actually not the way it works. You get a step, you may get a little bit of, you know, planning towards where you're going, but then you need to be open-minded enough to, and humble enough. Because I think open-mindedness and humility go hand in hand because you can't be humble unless you've got an open mind to infinite possibilities. Right, right. So it's like, and then you go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm willing. I'm doing this next step or these next steps that you've told me, but then you got this, you've got this and you'll show me more as I need to know. If we knew every single thing that was coming our way every single moment in time, we wouldn't even be experiencing the journey of enlightenment or experiencing the journey of reconnecting to spirit and evolving. So it's, it's, it really comes back to us coming back into a place of knowing that intrinsically we will only be shown what we need to know when we need to know it repeatedly. I think repeatedly, because if you're not sure, they're going to repeat on you. I love that because what it means is that creator is very invested in our success, not necessarily in the worldly way, but in our making it to be who we're created to be. And so what that means is that love never fails because creator will just turn up the volume. He'll just increase the frequency <clears throat> or he will he will do something. A while back, I started praying, creator, don't just give me red flags. Give me red lights. Nice. What I noticed was, you know, I would get red lights. Don't, oh, no, that's not for you. Oh, no, leave him alone. Walk away. No. And every time I would stop at those places and say, what now? I would be directed to something so much better and so much more wonderful. And I'm thinking about a dream I had the other night. And I was in the dream, I was invited to these people's house and I was staying with them and they were kind to me. And everyone is, I'm always amazed at how kind people are to me. You know, it's not like I'm even doing anything special. People are just so very kind to me and they don't have to do it, but they do. And I'm grateful for it. And these people said, we have a special event. Everyone's going, we have to be on time because they lock the doors if you don't come on time. So go get ready. So in my dream, I went upstairs to the room where I was staying and there were all these dresses and they were sort of acru and eggshell and off-white and beige. And they were just, you know, eh. 
So I tried on one and it was too short and I tried on another and it was too big and I tried on another and it was too small and I tried on another and I thought, okay, this is going to work. But then it had little stains on it. And I thought, oh no. And every, everyone else is like, come on, let's go. We're going to miss the special event. In the dream, I paused and I said, Hello. How's I get the message? What then? What do you, creator, want me to wear? And instantly in my dream, right before me, in the same wardrobe I had been digging in, finding all the wrong dresses, was a beautiful red dress. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it would be perfect. I knew I would fit. I knew it was my dress. I took it out, I put it on. And in the dream, I was literally like tying up the bow in the back as we were all running out the door and we made it on time to the special event. Now, I'm not vain enough to think everybody needs to hear about my dreams, but this one was a reminder to me because I was struggling with very average, mediocre dresses until I asked for help. Help me. What do you think? What do you have planned? And it was better than what I was coming up with, which was wrong dresses that didn't fit and weren't great. But when I asked for help, the creator gave me the perfect dress for me. Now, I'm not saying everyone should go out and start, you know, dressing in red dresses, which is a great idea, but don't. I'm just saying, in my dream, that was to remind me of how I'm guided, that I ask, that I allow creator to partner, and I partner with creator. Creator's going somewhere. I'm just going to put my hand in his and go too. And I think sometimes we need those little reminders that creator has something better for us than we ever dreamed. And all we have to, all I had to do in the dream was ask. It wasn't like I had to ask and then knit a dress or I had to ask and then figure out how to get a dress. It was right there all the time waiting to be revealed. And right now in each and every one of our lives, there are some blessings waiting to be revealed. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is say yes. Agreed. And it is a bit like magic in your life, I, I call it. You know, you sprinkle a little bit of um, open willingness to have that help come in. And oh my God, you just realize what was already there, but not only what was already there, what is coming as well. And you do see a lot coming as well. But um, I, I'm, um, I'm interested in your grandfather because you say a lot on your, your posts as well, my granddaddy used to say, my granddaddy, and I love it. I just love it. I just love your granddaddy because uh, he's spot on. And wow, did he rock the wisdom department or what? Yeah, they all did. I am so very blessed in that. Um, I was raised with all my great grandparents and grandparents, and I have wonderful parents, and they're all really wise people. And it's not just that they sit around being wise, it's that they're really all plugged in to what creator is doing and saying and speaking. Yeah. And I think I quote them because every time I do, um, my granddaddy, actually, I'll be in the middle of a situation and it'll just come to me. And that's the answer. Like I could struggle with the answer in a business meeting. And then I remember mm, my granddaddy used to say, if it ain't yes, it's a no. You know, I mean, there's all these little things that come to me that he used to say that are wise. My father's the same way. I mean, if you tell my father, if you ask my father a question, you will get this treasure trove of knowledge. My mother, my grandmother's, my great-grandmothers, my great-grandfathers. And I think that's because I come from a culture where we really value our elders. We look at our elders as the repository of cultural, spiritual, traditional knowledge. And so we embrace that fully. You know, um, I think about some of the things they said to me. When they said them, I'm not so sure I needed them at the time. You know, but they come back. They rise up. They're in there. You know, my dad used to say two pieces of advice, best piece of advice I ever got. Um, my father used to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the second thing he used to say, he still says it. He still says that too. But he still says, never ask a question unless you're sure you want the answer. And that has been a powerful part of my walk with the creator. Because a lot of times I ask a question, why doesn't somebody do something about this? Oh my goodness, look at this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, what? And it's me. 
<laughs> it's me. No, it is. It's me because every, and there's some things where that's just how I get led. And in fact, I'm like, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even gonna look over there, creator. Cause I know if I do, you're going to tell them. All right, I'll go. And so much of my assignment has been based on just that kind of thing. And so I do, I love my granddaddy. And what's funny is people ask about things like, what would your granddaddy say about this? <laughs> I said, well, he'd probably tell you this. And uh, he actually, I've published several pieces, longer pieces in literary magazines and journals about my family and what they say. And, and even my novels, um, you know, The Way We Make Sense and The Marriage of Saints, they're all based on loosely based, just in case anybody's paying attention to that. Now, they're not necessarily autobiographical, but it's a way of taking these wonderful, precious lives that I'm absolutely in love with, each one of them, and making them eternal, making sure they're always there for me, making sure that they're always, 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 where I can, I can tap into that wisdom at any time that they gave me. And people always say, well, what if I didn't have a granddaddy like yours? Because a lot of people come back with that. They say, you know, well, my granddaddy was, you know, a drunk or he was just, he didn't say anything, you know. Well, then there are always elders amongst us. You don't have to be old to be an elder. You just have to be walking in wisdom and walking by faith. And so look for your elders. If there's some author that inspires you, if there's somebody that you love to look up to and what they say gives you life and strength, then you can quote them just like I quote, quote my granddaddy and we'll be just fine. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. That is so good because, yes, yeah, sometimes we think that the family that we are born into, like our biological family, um, is the, you know, is the end of it and that's it. But that's not true. I, I feel like we do create and recreate um, those connections with our family and our new family that we, we draw to us. I, I consider you part of my family, Dawn, because we share a kinship for life that is really the same on that same energy of love. And so for me, I consider you part of my family and there are people that I meet along the in the world, along the way that I just go, you're my family. I just feel it, you're my family. I know that we're all connected in love. I do know that. And really, you know, we talk about different tribes, but really we are one tribe. But I guess just in terms of little pods that we, that we go around in to awaken and to, to help each other stay awakened and support each other in that as well. I feel like that's really important to own that, you know, to own that and to say it out loud and say, you know what, I consider you family. Well, I love that. Thank you so much. That blesses me so much. But I come from a culture where we make families, right? We have tribes, we have clans, we have families, and then we adopt, we have kinship rituals and we add people to our families and we stretch and we grow this way. And so I love what you're saying because I, when it comes to families of origin, I did get the best one. I mean, I really did. And I mean, people who follow me on social media are like, I can't believe all these people are in one family. They're not perfect, but they have one thing in common. Everybody loves everybody else and everybody works as a team. That's the other thing. And my granddaddy really stressed that, you know, that we're all a unit, you know, separate are the fingers, one is the fist. And so I did have, a, I, you know, a, thank you creator for this awesome family of origin. But over the years, it's amazing to see how it expands. My uncle's military buddies and like at our house, we don't even know where these people came from. I'm serious. A lot of times I'm just like, oh, that's old cousin so-and-so. And they're like, well, who's cousin so-and-so? I have no idea. He served with my uncle in the military. Um, this is my mom's best friend from college. This is, and they all somehow get, or this is somebody who just, people just come. That's the other thing. There are people who just consider themselves part of the family. And so, you know, you're having a barbecue or something's happening and all these people are just like, well, it said it was for family and friends. So of course I came. <laughs> and it'll be like, it'll be like the postman. And uh, the UPS driver came one time. And I'm like, nah, I know you ain't kin to us. And he's like, oh, I know, but I'm practically part of the family. I'm here all the time. I follow you on Facebook. I thought I'd get a plate. And so <laughs> we just have 
all these people who want to be part of our family. And this brings me to another spiritual gift. I'm so happy that we could talk about this because I think we need to bring this back because so many blessings are hidden in this spiritual gift. Hospitality. Hospitality. Some entertain angels unaware. Hospitality isn't just come in my house and have coffee. Hospitality is making space for people, saying hello to them, recognizing them as human beings. There are so many blessings hidden in other people and making room, scooting over, come on, come on, come on, Michelle Lightworker, be part of the family. We'll leave the light on for you, like my granddaddy used to say. You're welcome here. Now, I know we can't throw our lives wide open and just let in everybody because then you could have some crazy folks and some weird things happen, but we can begin with the idea of being hospitable to people, showing love to people. Good morning, how are you? One of the things they talk about in the South is Southerners say hi to everybody. People wave at you, they're driving in the car, you wave at people whether you know them or, do we know them? You don't have to know them. They're human beings and you hope they have a nice day. Act like you got some raising, some home training. And hospitality, I feel, spiritually, opens us up to more blessings and more people and more help. Because you never know who creator is going to use in your life or who he's going to use. And hospitality, being willing to bring people in and say, you want to be part of this family and you seem well behaved, you seem all right. That's what my granddaddy used to say. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We'll get you a plate, you know, sit down for a while. And I think when we come to that space where we love one another in that way, welcoming people and being kind and smiling at people when you're walking down the street, it costs zero dollars. It takes no effort to be kind and hospitable to people in those ways. And I think those are things that um, everybody can do. You don't have to have any special spiritual anointing or any, any particular revelation gifts or anything to be kind and hospitable to people. We can do that. But it does, All of us can. It does so much. Yeah, exactly. But it does so much for us when we do do that. We have no idea. Um, being willing to be welcoming and gracious and accepting and understanding of people as human beings on an equal playing field. We're all on an equal playing field here. Um, when we start to do that, we do something for ourselves. We shift our vibration. We shift our energy. We expand our capacity to love too. And we stop making um, the, the universe revolve around us as well, you know, oh, what will they think, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's actually okay just to be nice and kind without wonder, worrying about what the hell that person might think of you. Right. Because right. they might, well, your hearts are being kind and that's okay too. And maybe that's their lesson, do you know, like that they're not used to that and that, that still exists in the world. Who knows? The way we affect people with our kindness, I think, is transcending transcendence part of transcendence as well do you know that that vibration of where we're bringing our light into it perhaps a situation that they're not used to but just simply by being us and and being like you're saying hospitable and welcoming and and inviting a connection that can change people's world that that dynamic energetically can t change people's world right there that might restore their faith in the human race. They might've been treated badly for years or never had anyone say hello to them. Who knows? We don't know, do we? But then on the other mm. side of the coin, you're right. We don't know. Creator works through everybody. So what, by inviting somebody into our space, if we're going to have that level of quality and we're going to be really connecting with that and going and keeping an open mind and going, you know, I don't know what, this person is being presented for me, but they might literally be the key to some awakening or unlocking something that is next for me that I didn't even know. And we might miss it if we don't give that um, attitude of hospitality. I love that you see that so clearly. I think also one of the virtues in our society today that is 
so precious to me, but I see it's really underrated, is mercy. Yeah, me too. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That sometimes it's just an opportunity to sow some mercy, which if you live long enough and go outside your house every now and then, you will eventually need as well. Absolutely. you say hi to that person, they don't say hi back. That's all right. Sprinkle a little mercy on it. Go on your way. Because sometimes we are the medicine. Sometimes we are the healing. Sometimes we're coming into a situation just to apply mercy on it. We're just coming in just to remind people that it's a friendly universe. That creator is for you. He's on your side. He's not against you. He's not sitting there judging and hating you and, oh, you're just never good enough. And sometimes smiling at someone, you know, that's all it takes to bring people back into that space where they know that they're loved and they're precious and they're special and they're valuable. And I know in my own life, I'm not sure I'm good at a whole lot. But I know that that's a gift that creator gives me is that I'm good at loving people. That's something I can do. I don't have a lot of spectacular skills, but that I have. Can I, can I ask you a couple of things? Cause I, I, I mean, we, we have a natural connection, but I've never really kind of asked you about, you know, your past and how you, how you, what happened for you? Like, I know you were in um, beauty pageants and you've, you've done like what, what have you done? Like, tell me a little bit about your little story of how, how you came into being who you are and doing what you're doing. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Well, the best thing I can tell anyone about my journey is what I just said about my family. I was born into this fantastic family and I'm the family business. So I started performing as a child. I started um, singing as a child. I started with television and all of that as a child. And my amazing family just identified the gifts that I had and the talents that I had. And um, they just got behind it in a tremendous way. I mean, they gave me the best education I could have. I'm a Harvard graduate, you know, and I have my master's, my PhD, and I'm a blessed person. All because everybody said, this is what we're going to do. And that's why I think I'm so very conscious of the idea that it takes all of us together to make tremendous things happen. So my journey basically is that. I I actually was on a path, first time I perform in public, I sing for an audience of hundreds and hundreds of people. I am in preschool. And then I sing and there's television and there's modeling and then there's pageants, which I used pageants to help pay for my master's degree. And so that's why I got in them with scholarships. But then that's how I just got discovered for broadcasting, right? Because they were looking for a certain, you know, can you talk and do you look a certain way? And so here we are. And so I wish I could say that my journey had like all these spectacular twists and turns and things, but it really doesn't. It's actually what happens when a lot of people agree on one thing. They love somebody a whole lot. I am the product of that. Both sides of the family, everybody got together and said, we love this person with all our hearts and we're going to put our lives into making all of her dreams come true. And so then the books follow and the music follow. You know, um, I have two global music awards. The, uh, the Desire of Nations won a Native American music award and then also a global music award. And then the Stars of Heaven has a global music award also. And everything else follows from that act of love. People saying, we love this young woman with our lives. We love her with our lives. And they didn't just say it. And they didn't just do it when it was convenient. I think about them getting in the car, you know, and driving me all over the country for auditions and commercials and all the things I did. And and then going back to work the next day. And I think about the... um, the things that they went without so that I could have a Harvard education and have the best possible chance at this big, amazing life. And now look, it's fantastic. I love my life. I love everybody in it. But most of all, I love the people, my mother and my father and my grandparents and my great grandparents and my great aunts and my great uncles and my cousins 
and my uncles who made this possible, who did everything in their power to make sure that I would live happily ever after. And so when people say, well, how did you learn to love? Did you, did you read books about love? Did you study love extensively? Did you have a guru or did you, did you perhaps, um, you know, take some notes about love or did you have a, did you have an experience that caused you to understand love fully? No. And I think that's perfectly fine if people do. But what I did was I saw it every day. Everything everybody around did and still does is to say to me, we love you, we believe in you, we believe in the gifts and the talents and the spiritual gifts that are in you, and we will do everything we can to activate and realize and support and encourage those. I saw love in action, the way people love me. That's the way I try to love other people. I try to speak life into them and actualize their dreams and tell them, I believe in you. And I think about the people who didn't have to do it because people always say, well, your family, you know, they, they, of course they're gonna love you. But I think about the other people in my life who didn't have to do it. They volunteered. They signed on. They signed on to make evening gowns and dresses. And they signed on to chaperone me on tour. And they signed on to learn to play the piano so they could accompany me when I sang. And they signed on. And that's my godparents and my, my um, friends and, and my Sunday school teachers and my, my um, pastor and his wife and my, my women's Bible study leader and, and my my fans even, because I, I, my fans are the best fans in the world. In fact, I don't even consider most of them fans. I consider them true friends because they help me do things. Um, I don't even stay in hotels when I travel. I stay with people who want me in their home. What an honor that is. So I wish I could take credit for it. I wish I could say, yes, I have all this spiritual education and this has made me good at loving God and loving people. But really all it is, is people have shown so much love and they put love into me. And that's what flows out to other people. I love that. And it makes me feel so filled with hope for the human race that mm -hmm. a lot of the current people that I deal with have been through hard times and therefore have felt what it feels like to not be loved and be in that dark place and then they then awaken because they want to move towards the light but then you have other children and people that are have come into this world who know what you know who who have lived what you've been through um and been loved the way you have and that they know that and they know how that feels mm -hmm. and that the people that are their parents um if they're challenged to love as much as that child can love then the parents can rise up and then they can learn how to love. And that, that is a mission that, so that that child who, who, is, who has the infinite potential to, 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 to do what you're doing in, in so many creative ways and, and, and other ways as well, um, so that they give that child the best chance that they possibly have at creating um, love, as you're saying, is, is a force. So that that, that force continues to flow through them as they grow up into an adult. And, and if, we, if parents take, you know, take that um, seriously, that, that loving your child is, is, is not a, a little thing, it's, it's a massive thing. And sometimes loving means saying no because you don't want their hand to be on the stove getting burnt. Absolutely, you know, love comes in different forms. But um, loving, having the int loving intention behind everything you do as a parent, I feel like that is one of the greatest gifts that uh, that is um, that comes in the parenting role. You know that that we perhaps parents go, oh, I'm just a parent. You know, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home single mum, or I'm just a, you know, oh, I'm just a housewife. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you probably 
got this assignment at the moment that you don't realise how amazing it is. <laughs> wow. mm. yeah. What you've described is that collective energy that have banded together to decide to do that as a collective and the power of numbers in loving is incredible, absolutely incredible. And I, I just, I'm so grateful that you're able to have had the history that you've had that it has been a really great, awesome family, that you don't have any sort of massive, you know, stories of tragedy growing up to jump, to actually step in to go, actually, I realize, I just, this is what I, this is how I was loved and this is what I want to give to back to the planet. I just think that's just so awesome, Dawn. It really is. It is a great gift and it is a great privilege to be loved. It's a privilege to have been loved like this. And I do want to say this, though, everybody was very aware of who I was and what I could do, even when I was little tiny. So they were very aware. They had identified gifts. They had identified things. And they said, OK, this is, you know, either going to be a great thing or this is going to be a train wreck. And so they put their minds together. And so I think I want to say that. I say that a lot when I speak because I have a lot of... Um, tween and teenage girls that are fans of mine. And I wanna really exhort parents to identify those gifts in your children. Speak life to those gifts. I mean, nobody, I mean, people say it. They're like, here's the mic, are you gonna sing? And I sang and I spoke and I did all these things and people treated me with great respect when I did them, even as a child and a teenager and beyond. And so I really wanna say that because as parents, I think it's really important when you see gifts in your children, speak life to that, nurture that. Because I believe children show you who they are early. We have a baby picture where I'm pretending to interview somebody. I'm making a, you know, I'm pretending I have a microphone. Thank and I'm you. two, I'm two. And so, I mean, I'm little and I'm like, <laughs> and my grandparents used to record me. They would, they would record what I was doing and all of these things. and. And I think that when we speak life to children, it, great things happen. But I want to say something to folks who maybe feel like they didn't get the parenting or they didn't get the love or they're just sort of like, well, you know, too late for me. Oh, no, it's not. Creator is a father to the fatherless. He loves you so much. And I am here to say that at any point you have a family. You have a spiritual family. You have people in your life that can be brought to you at any point and nurture those gifts within you. It's wonderful how merciful Creator is. You cannot be late. You're always on time for such a time as this. That's why you are here right now. I have people that are like, well, you know what? If I had started like you, I would have been great too. You don't get off the hook that easy. I mean, that's ridiculous. You're still here, right? That means you need to get busy about that greatness because you still are here. We need you now. We need you now. Even if your story is a mess and you're ashamed of parts of it, that's okay. We need that story too. We need everyone's story. We need everyone's heart. We need everybody to start loving right where they are. You know, I think it's very important that we remember that that you are so loved. The creator is in love with you. Your gifts and talents are exactly right. Your timing is exactly right. Who you are and who you were created to be is exactly right for right now. Come love other people. Come love creator, love others. Be the medicine. Come right now, just as you are. You'll do better later. You can get better later. You can fix that later. Come on. Start loving people right where you are in the space where you're around. I had the pleasure, the honor, the privilege of meeting a woman when I went to visit a nursing home. And she was 103 years old. And she said she couldn't do much anymore. But every day, she could tell somebody that she loved them. Well, guess what? We can too. We can do that in any way that the creator gives us every day. Oh my God. Oh God, stop crying. 
I didn't want to like, come on or shower and cry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Oh, it's awesome, sweetheart. It's, whew, I just, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you so much. Um, and it is force and it does flow through you and it flows directly into my heart and my soul, my spirit. Thank you. I know that we're coming up to the end of our, our little hour of power that's turned into an hour of love power, which I've absolutely loved, ironically. <laughs> um, but I just want to make sure people can find you and, you know, they can, if they want to grab your CD, what, also what's happening for you this year. So anything you want to do just to let people know what's going on in Dawnville. Well, first of all, I want to say, Madoma, hey, a big thanks to you for inviting me. I love you. And uh, I, always, I always am happy to spend time with you. And I want to say to everyone who spent this time with us, just in case nobody's told you today, we love you and Creator does too. And I have lots of ways that you can feel that love. I have a show called A Conversation with Dawn Karima that airs on Talktainment Radio. We have all of our podcasts archived free and no cost means no excuse you can go to talktainment radio just google a conversation with don cream it comes up we have love and light in every message we have fantastic people encouraging you uplifting you you can find my music which will uplift and encourage you too and all the proceeds go to charity all the profits go to charity so when you buy my music it's not like you know suddenly i'm just gonna show up you know no, you're going to love these songs because they're filled with love and light. The Stars of Heaven, The Desire of Nations, you can find them on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, and the profits go to charity. We help other people because you make that possible. And I just, I want you to know how much I love you. You don't even know me. I don't have to know you. Creator loves you. And because Creator loves you, I love you too. And so if you ever need an extra dose of that love, my music, Stars of Heaven, and I have a brand new on CD Baby, a spoken, a wonderful motivational spoken project called Sharp Iron. You can find my music on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, and you can find me on TalkTainmentRadio.com. And also... Um... You know, I don't know if, if you have a public page on Facebook, but I love your posts on Facebook. I do. I have a and public page. Facebook, yes. Public page. And I love your live streams. I love your live streams. <laughs> your live stream, and I'm like riveted, you know. Um, so it, there's ways that you can reconnect with Dawn that stay in her energy vibration. And also we've got... There's a, a, a number of um, articles that Dawn's written for Lightworker Advocate magazine as well. Um, there is an article called Love is, the Spirit, uh, Love is Superpower is My Superpower, which I really enjoyed reading and putting together for the magazine. And also um, we've got more coming up in editions coming up anyway, but they're, they're certainly um, wonderful reading. If you think that you like Dawn, just the way she speaks, wait till you read what she writes. Um, yeah. it, it, it seriously does go through you. Um, and and, it, and it's, it's very powerful reading. So I, I invite you to check out Dawn's articles in Like Worker Advocate magazine too. Well, we don't want to say goodbye, but we have to wind it up. So um, thank you so much again, beautiful soul, and for sharing your, your, your insight, your wisdom, your love with us all. We're so blessed. Oh, thank you. Thank you.